All right, time for our weekly discussion segment, Radio Salon. And let me introduce our panelists up first. Uh, uh, as always, joining us, legal independent uh, researcher from Laquant LLC, uh, Professor Jung Hwang. Good morning. Morning, Henry. And also joining us from Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies, Dr. Pong Yong-sik. Dr. Pong, good morning to you. Good morning. We are going to be discussing uh, what has become this uh, huge hullabaloo. If you keep reading the uh, uh, media reports, uh, thousands upon thousands of articles already being written, uh, opposition lawmakers up in arms uh, about this uh, prosecutorial investigation going on, uh, all regarding the Justice Minister right now, uh, Chumie, and the allegations that her son received preferential treatment in extending uh, a uh, vacation leave uh, from his military service. And so uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the allegations and, and the uh, controversies uh, surrounding the uh, justice minister itself, but also the wider discussion of what exactly is going on here as uh, we are somewhat on the eve of actual real um, prosecutorial reform in terms of the uh, establishment of the Kongsucha, uh, the uh, independent commission to uh, highlight uh, crimes or probe crimes uh, with high-ranking officials and other aspects of uh, prosecutorial uh, reform. So uh, let's start with uh, you, Dr. Pong. It does look like from the notes that um, uh, both of you guys kind of are on the same page in in regards to uh, what's going on here. But uh, first, Dr. Pong, um, overall, um, how angry and outraged are you over this situation? Why do you make me (laughs) a person? No, no, no. Dealing with the ang- you know anger management. No, you're you're very calm and obviously uh, uh, gentle. I'm just saying this this situation is um, outrageous. Uh, all the listeners out there, I do meditation every morning <laughs> and I press peace of mind above all the other right. values. So do not listen to Henry. Um, this is just a framing tactics by the opposition party. Okay. Know, if I were in the position of the Minister of Justice, true. Because uh, according to the uh, official announcement made by the Ministry of National Defense, there was nothing um, in violation of the regulations and law uh, for her son's um, you know, medical leave and mm-hmm. the extension of it, okay. uh, although the procedure was conducted by phone calls. So there is a, a lot of um, roaring among you know, the members of the South Korean military that now we can apply the same you know, regulations that we can extend, apply and extend our you know, leaves just, mm-hmm. my, just simply making you know, phone calls. Mm-hmm. So two issues, whether if the National um, Defense Minister, minister, uh, minister, uh, Ministry's explanation is correct one, then whether you know, making the extension of the medical leave such a way was within the existing regulation yeah. as a law. Uh, of the military, if it, it is true, then there's nothing illegal. And the second issue is then whether they, the same systems will be applicable to existing current and the future members of the Korean military yeah. uh, for their management of their you know, um, you know, medical and you know, regular leaves. Maybe uh, it would be helpful to provide some background or explanation of what, what exactly this controversy is. So basically, uh, Chumie has a son uh, who uh, served military service just like uh, almost every other able-bodied Korean male has to do in Korea. He was a member of uh, what is known as uh, Katusa, 
which is a, a group that uh, serves side by side with the U.S. military. It's a very, very difficult um, uh, branch of the military to get in to serve. Uh, the, the testing is very stringent. And by all accounts, he did that of his own merit. He did the best. He passed and he got into the Katusa Corps. Uh, and now the question was, uh, what happened to him? He had a, 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 a knee surgery on one knee, uh, which uh, healed, but then he had a subsequent surgery on the other knee. And so the recovery time from that was um, cumbersome enough that he had a 30-day window to get back to work after the, the surgery. It was apparent from his medical condition that he was not uh, physically able enough to get back to work. So there was a request made, and now it's still murky as to uh, what exactly were the channels used for providing that. But he was given an exemption to... Um, uh, extend his leave, basically vacation time uh, to serve. And that is really the crux of uh, why uh, there is so much controversy in regards to this. I want to bring uh, Professor Huang here into the situation. Uh, so th- that those those are the things that are kind of being bandied about here. Uh, I guess, first of all, with the um, statement of regret that was issued by Chumie over the uh, weekend, you feel, uh, according to the notes, that that, that that did not go far enough? Well, I mean, at least it shows her intention of not really apologizing fully. I mean, okay. she, I mean, uh, the apology shows that she she feels like you know she was sorry for the whole you know scandal being kind of you know publicized this way, but she defended uh, you know uh, basically her position and her son's position and so forth. Um, I guess what I thought was kind of a missed opportunity was that you know even she, even if even if she truly believes that I think that you know the, uh, just because of the importance of the reform that she's undertaking she probably needed to sort of set up a transparent way that the most South Koreans can kind of agree that yeah there was a thorough investigation and you know the f- facts were fully vetted and you know he, he, here are the conclusion without that I think it's just going to be you know he said she said kind of the deal going forward. Yeah, according to the editorial in the Hangul Ilbo, one of the newspapers in Korea, that the problem is that the, uh, although the Ministry of National Defense provided the official recount of the procedure uh, for the extension of medical leave for uh, Minister Chu's son, um, the entire stock of the you know official documents about the medical leaves in the year 2017 disappeared. Mm-hmm. So there is no you know smoking gun evidence to in a proof in either way. Right. And the Ministry of National Defense happens to be the um, you know, ministry uh, in the administrative body of the South Korean government using the second biggest national budget mm-hmm. in the north of um, you know, 5 billion you know, U.S. dollars. So right. in terms of the expectation of the South Korean public about the you know, standing and the behavior of the Ministry of National Defense, whether this kind of explanation would be satisfactory to the most of the South Korean public yeah. or not. So there is a legal aspect and there is a political sure. uh, aspect. So there, there's a legal aspect of whether any uh, uh, crime was committed, and it does seem like it's leaning towards uh, that uh, actually that— O.J. Simpson was acquitted, right? This is not an O.J. Simpson. I know. is not being accused of murdering No, no, I'm just talking about the, uh, the legal, right, legal right. aspect of the whole thing and the political aspect. You, you got to have the smoking on evidence. Sure. Right? Either way, as otherwise you are. Uh, I've heard innocent. the explanation is there has been records of the request being made, but the actual request 
uh, transcript of that. Uh, apparently, um, whether if it passes through the channels, especially with the Katusa Corps, that they only keep the records for one year, uh, and this, this occurred back in uh, 2017. But without getting into the nuances of it, in your view then, uh, Professor Huang, um, it's, it's more of a matter of optics, let's say, than, than actual legal wrongdoing or not. Uh, is this basically then just basically whatever prism that you're wearing, whatever the glasses you're wearing, uh, ruling party glasses or conservative opposition party glasses, you're just going to look at this in a different way and that you're not going to be convinced otherwise? Yeah, I mean, if the current you know allegations and counter uh, rebuttals and go on as it is, then I think it's just going to appeal to people's confirmation biases. And you know, if you're you know a pre-existing critic of the government, you naturally wouldn't trust the explanations offered by the government. And if you're a supporter of the government, then you know they'll say you know the opposition is just you know raising up smoke without you know the smoking gun. And I think that's going to be an unfortunate outcome for South Korean politics. You mentioned opposition parties framing this into this kind of way that... No, uh, I was criticizing you framing my... Oh, as an know, opposition person. Well, okay, why don't you frame yeah. then the ruling party? Because it, it feels like you feel the ruling party could have handled this better. Um, no, no, no. The ruling party uh, seems to um, regard this as a very good opportunity to go after the uh, Moon Jae-in government and the ruling party. The, uh, oh, no, I'm so, you're talking about ruling party members, right? Right, how they have handled it. Right, I mean, they would have done a better job, right? Uh, the, uh, the, the defense and the apology rendered by... You know, Mr. Chu and uh, uh, the members of the ruling party uh, coming to support her uh, were was, uh, in my personal opinion, a little too late, little uh, too too little, too late. And uh, it seems like uh, there some of the defenses are actually making the situation worse for Mr. Chu mm. by going against the uh, the um, you know the general opinions in the South Korean public. Right. The problem was that the defense rendered by the ruling party members uh, lacks the consistency because the Moon Jae-in government embarked upon uh, the premise that uh, everybody will be treated equal uh, under the law. Right? Yeah. Nobody will be playing by a different set of rules. Mm-hmm. Right? And in pursuit of justice and fairness and protection of the weak in the society, the new government, the Moon Jae-in government, will not relent. So, like uh, uh, Zhang Jiayan case or Kimagi case, even though from the legal technicality standpoint, a statute of limitation might have been over, but in pursuit of justice, uh, the whole system must uh, uh, go after uh, these cases regardless. Uh, so, well, the Munjian government uh, raised the bar of expectation when it comes to protection of the weak okay. and okay. Uh, social justice. So. By the raised bar of expectation, uh, you ask yourself whether the way uh, Minister Chu and uh, uh, the supporting cast of the ruling party have been persistent. Uh, fair point. So w- what you're saying is that uh, the Moon Jae-in uh, government, uh, especially after the candlelight protests and uh, the, op- uh, the, the the ruling op- then opposition, but now ruling uh, party as a whole, have place themselves on a moral pedestal higher than these corrupt, dirty conservatives who always engage in these bad activities. But we're better than that, and we're always going to help the poor people, and we're just kind of more angelic. But if you see these perceived moral failings by uh, various officials, it kind of cuts at that uh, reputation, and and that is going to be damaging. And and that's a a fair point. One question, though, um, Professor Huang, and again, it could be seen as like wearing rose-colored glasses either way, is as Trumier who is one of the most vetted public figures in, in current, 
Korean politics as a longtime over six term lawmaker, a former chairwoman of the ruling party, uh, and a, a former judge herself. Uh, and, and the fact that this occurred during the time when she was a chairperson of the uh, ruling party, what else could she have done to handle the situation better? Because she had a son. who, again, by his own merits, got into the k a t u s u Corps, which, again, is considered, I know it's controversial to say, but it's considered to be one of the more privileged positions or the easier positions in, in serving your uh, mandatory military service. But, got it. but instead of working at the Yongsan base area, which would be the easiest job, right? You're, just, you're, you're far from the... Like, he went up to the i j e n g b u station, where, of course, they are more uh, in direct line of fire and uh, in, in a harsher situation, and where she... He was getting the, the leave from the, uh, the surgeries, but he was intending to go back. There was a controversy over the fact that she may or may not have called to, to make the thing. But meanwhile, the, the, the purpose of <laughs> a, uh, a customer complaint center is to call and, and make requests. And that's how things are done. This is how thousands of military families actually get their requests going. And then they were saying, well, she called. And said, She's the mom. The mom's always usually <laughs> the ones that call on behalf of their son. And so I understand there's an optics problem here. But if no r- rules have been violated, uh, as a chairperson of the party, you could wield a heck of a lot more influence in terms of trying to get a better situation for your son, no? Right, and I think that's why, she, you know, based on her apology posted on her SNS account, that you know she feels that, you know, her son actually suffered because you know, she feels that she's actually the victim here, and. I, unfortunately, I don't think that's the, really the point. I mean, you know, uh, you know, back in 2017, ever since the Moon administration came into power, she's one of the you know, more powerful you know, politicians within her party, within the administration. You know, uh, as Dr. Bong mentioned, the optics and, you know, kind of the appearance and propriety is important. And especially if uh, this administration wants to continue to sort of hold on to the moral superiority over, you know, a variety of aspects of the Korean society, I think, you know, it's not really her sense of a, a grievance that that that's at stake but you know can can you know the, the kind of optics from the general public is, is that going to really going to stand i i think i kind of the many politicians on the ruling party and minister chu herself kind of missed the boat on that yeah so what you're saying is she could feel aggrieved and she could feel as a mom i just did whatever i could to help my son who was injured at that time and i did not try to wield my power influence to actually gain him in, but it's being perceived that way or it is being unfairly lambasted this way and so she should she could and should feel that she is being victimized but you're saying she shouldn't publicly try to play a victim card or try to engender sympathy because uh, with her position an unfortunate reality is that she is the justice center and she's going to have to try to address this head on and uh, know that that is going to be a somewhat of a handicap for her that uh, she's just going to have to deal with that um, Uh, in a way that uh, shows more contrition, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah, and a practical effect of her doing, the, doing so and her, and a very, uh, her colleagues coming to her defense is that basically they're appealing to their own base, but they're probably alienating people who might be on the fence or definitely people who have critical views about the current administration. So in, in your view, then, is this an existential question of her position? Like she should, uh, this, is, this is actually... as many have been calling in the opposition uh, for her to resign and and have a national uh, assembly investigation into this case? Well, it's up up to her to decide, right? Um, She expressed her strong commitment to finishing finishing the reform of the prosecutor's office, right? As Mm -hmm. the uh, Mm -hmm. Minister of Justice. 
And her title is Minister of not National Defense, not you know, land, but justice. Yeah. So people will question whether, okay, uh, we all want the reform of the prosecutor's office. That's mandate. Do right? we all? Well, I mean, let's assume that. Right. You're yeah. highly critical of me this morning. No, no, I'm not asking. I'm rhetorically asking because <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if the opposition party right. actually wants then this. Then the following question is whether it had to be Mr. Choguk to lead a charge of a reform okay. of the prosecutor's office. That argument was made. And now the argument is that it has to be Madame Chumie to lead the charge and finish the reform. Mm-hmm. And what if... more and more Korean public would question this premise or argument rendered by the ruling party. Mm. Then it will increase the pressure on her shoulders whether she's going to stay in the position or not. And that, that, I think you bring the interesting point with the question, again, rhetorical question, did it have to be Does it have to be Chumie? Because the the reason why I make this uh, uh, point is that the most central... Uh, element of the constitutional court's decision to actually impeach former President Park Geun-hye was that the constitutional court did not find any evidence to support the claim that President Park Geun-hye, as head of a state, possessed any minimum amount of the willpower or commitment to protect and respect the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So President has lost the mandate, whether it's legal, political, however you decide. If President Park Geun-hye clearly appeared to not have mm. the basic commitment to protect the Constitution, that's right. the central argument rendered by yeah. the you know, decision of the Constitutional Court. So if Chumie uh, appears to not have the commitment or even qualification to mm-hmm. pursue justice and reform agendas, then she doesn't have any reason to stay in that position. And the counter to that then, um, Professor Huang will be, and you might kind of dismiss it as just a conspiracy theory, but there is a very uh, large contingent of the the ruling party side and their supporters that feel that it's not about whether the question of Choguk or Chumie being inadequate for the job is that As you get closer and closer to the prosecutorial reform, there are some gears and levers that are in play with the collusive uh, relationship between the prosecutors, the opposition um, lawmakers, and the compliant um, press that have these relationships with these prosecutors, that there is a considered effort to bring down whoever is going to be the person who's leading the vanguard for reform. And you saw that on the eve of Cho Guk's confirmation and then the ensuing passage of the bill that resulted in prosecutorial reform measures like the Kong Su Cha. And now we're seeing with Kong Su Cha right about to be implemented and some of these very high-profile appointments that uh, Chumi has made within the Department of Justice with uh, uh, prosecution officials that the same pattern is going to erupt whether you put another person in here and the the main cause is really to just disrupt the 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 momentum for prosecutorial reform yeah i mean you could play the vast right-wing conspiracy card uh, there and say you know uh, try to dismiss it but you know the goal is not to sort of you know convince your pre-existing supporters yes it is a conspiracy against the just minister so we can just uh, dismiss it but the goal is to you know convince as many you know hopefully the large majority of south koreans as possible that you know there there is nothing there here or there and therefore you know this is really uh, is uh, nothing to concern 
concerned about. But in order to do that, you need to sort of have a transparent and you know accurate uh, accounting of what happened. And if it's just the uh, you know government officials parroting the official line, that, that, that's just not going to you know cut it for people on the fence or people who are uh, sort of you know slightly opposed to the uh, the, the administration. I'm just saying that it is difficult to do that when you have thousands and thousands of articles all saying, you know, this one side of the story. And even if you try to give an exonerating or exculpatory uh, recounting testimony to the other side, it just doesn't get. I'm I'm just saying that is that is the belief that that side feels so that on the fence issue with with convincing voters is just a very kind of difficult. Sure. I mean, you know, there will be definitely hardcore, you know, powerful interest groups that, you know, you might not be able to convince no matter what. But the question is, you know, have you set up a transparent process in the first place? I mean, right now, you know, the number of ruling party lawmakers have, you know, kind of mouthed off various kind of outrageous outrageous claims on, on their own. Which doesn't really help the whole process. It's just going to be his said, she said going going forward. If you just let it play out this way, do you feel that there is a way we can separate these issues? Maybe you can say these accusations against uh, Chumi and what she did in in terms of the the uh, the son's military service is one thing to address, but we can also kind of move forward with prosecutorial reform. And, and you say it doesn't have to be Chumi to to do the job. I guess the the idea should be let's get prosecution. Um, let, let's get all of the kind of things in place with the independent commission and these appointments of prosecutorial officials and then deal with the uh, the question of Trumia and those allegations. Well, I guess uh, that's uh, more to do with a technical arrangement uh, uh, with regards to the reform of the prosecutor's office. Um, in that context, uh, the future of Madame Trumia as the uh, head of the Justice Department will be also decided by her and uh, by... Uh, the uh, the general consensus within the ruling party, but um, the opposition party is t- uh, gaining a lot of mileage out of this almost automatically because mm. um, they're benefiting from the message spreading in the Korean society that the <laughs> opposition party members, the conservative politicians, are pathetic when it comes to moral standard, right, and self justification. Right. Okay, but. The other side members are no better. Yeah, so uh, they're all the same is kind of the cynical view that will uh, be the result of this, unfortunately. Uh, We'll leave it there. Professor Huang, Dr. Bong, as always, thank you both, and we look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye.